Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Hello, everyone. All right, a couple hot topics today. I'm just oh going to get gosh. at it. All right, number one. Everybody's flipping out about this day of prayer thing. <laughs> I knew you'd the go first, there first. <laughs> you knew that. The first Thursday of May every year has been, since 1952, has been the National Day of Prayer in the United States, where we take a day and dedicate it to prayer. Granted, we have no idea what we're praying for, but or we say other it. issues there, and, but okay. And we seek uh, the, this National Day of Prayer as people of all faiths coming together and lifting up what they to believe what they believe to be is God. Okay. In this National Day of Prayer. I already can't figure out why there would be any red flags about this, but continue. What is the issue? Well, it's interesting because conservatives are on this because last year Trump invited, you know, he had a big deal about it, and he had people of all faiths mm-hmm. at his National Day of Prayer. And Being the, the strong Christian man that he is. Right, and mind course. you, of course... Um, winners like Franklin Graham, yeah, um, you know, Beth, no issues Beth there. Moore. I said Beth Moore. Uh, what's the other one's name? I've lost it. Uh, the blonde one. Help me out here. Oh, um, oh gosh. Uh, Paula White. Paula White. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know I why I went, I forgot that, but yeah, Paula White. I was White. picturing her, but struggling. Yeah. Paula White. Yeah. Again, can't figure out. I mean, Trump is, I mean, the epitome of American Christian. He is just <laughs> such a man to look up to in his walk with the Lord. So I don't understand why there'd be an issue. Please. I hope everyone listening is understanding our sarcasm. Yes. So this year, Biden released his statement and mentioned nothing about God and left God out of it. In his prayer, right? His statement on the day of prayer. Okay. Gotcha. And, um, everybody's freaking out about this. So I actually watched, a decent, halfway decent piece. No, it wasn't halfway decent. It was actually pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> More than halfway well, decent. Well, hear, hear me, because I just, I, I just uh, mentioned Franklin Graham and, and how, um, you know, he's definitely not, um, you know, surprise, surprise, a bunch of people always get angry when I say this, but it's truth that he is, um, I, don't, I don't know if I would call him a heretic, but he stands with outright heresy, that, yeah. which therefore disqualifies him, and he's disqualified in many other ways. Yeah. So I'm not going to call him a heretic, but he stands firmly with it. So point um, being, you shouldn't be looking to Franklin Graham as this amazing man no, of God because he isn't. No, absolutely not. Yeah. However, this Fox News piece that I watched about this with um, um, – the host on there, his first name is Pete. I don't remember his last name. Okay. Um, but they had a segment about this, and he asked, um, you know, of course, they're outraged. The media is outraged, so we've got to... Because he didn't say, Biden didn't say God, right? Yes. So this is yes. again... So the conservative media is... Because he's just a horrible Democrat anyways, and he's on the National Day of Prayer not saying anything about God. So obviously he's just, you know, a hellion through and through, right? Correct. Exactly. So everybody's freaking out. But anyway, I watched the segment that they did on that, asking Franklin what he thought about it. And his in this whole segment was actually a good segment. And he mentioned how he didn't blame um, Biden. He did, he gave him the benefit of the doubt because he figured that 
This was something that was written for him. He didn't even look at, you know, it was just, you know, signed your name to it. So he wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that that wasn't his intent to do this. Okay. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, I don't know if you're being, you know, I, it seemed like he was being sincere with when he said that. So I was like, okay, I'll take, you know, I'll take your word for it. Um, and then the end of the segment, though, the, the, uh, the news host asked Franklin to pray, uh, basically because Biden didn't, uh, you know? So, I mean, I mean, that just boils, all else felt, this just boils down the whole, in. the whole segment to, you know, he, he has Franklin pray, but when he's, um, before he has Hank Franklin pray, he actually said, uh, because every human is in need of, we are all sinners and in need of God's redemption. Who said that now? Franklin? The Fox News the host. The Fox News person. Okay. When he was asking, before he okay. was asking Franklin gotcha. to pray. And he said that, and I was like, wow. That, fuck, that dude's prayer was more solid than anything that I've ever heard come <laughs> out of the National Day of Prayer, period. Or like, Fox News, for all I was now. like, that's, that's exactly um, the issue. And that's um, something that's never, you know, we try to think that we can repent for our nation and apologize for us to God. But, you know, this goes so far beyond that. And I see, I guess, just simpler people, you know, um, not, I don't mean to say that in a slanderous way. I guess just people that don't understand better, mm-hmm. you know, are, are, you know, freaking out about this and, and, uh, you know, how horrible this is. And you, the first thing that I said today, I was like, wow, I'm thankful. Thank, yeah. Thank God he didn't blaspheme God's name. That's, that's amazing. If you're going to have a false God that you're buying, then you have no business saying the name of the true God. I mean, you're, you're praying to a false God and a false Which is what the American system. gospel that we're peddling about God and Christ and everything is. It's false. It's not biblical. And that is, and this is, I want, I've been, I need, I'm going to do a Christian nationalism podcast. Cause again. That's, again. No, I don't, have I done one? Yeah. Specifically on Christian nationalism? I mean, we might not have titled it that, but. Okay. I've been wanting to do one It's like been that a while. Because but that's the whole thing, right? many different opinions on this mm-hmm. um and and granted um even you know th- there's v- people that argue strongly against this but um it doesn't matter what your argument is it matters what scripture says mm-hmm. yeah. and this idea of christian nationalism that we've had in this country specifically has gotten so out of hand that you know, we believe like that, that somehow, you know, we just get so flabbergasted and so amazed when God is left out of things, you know, but then, like I said, last year, okay, well, Trump put the name of God in there and Christ and everything else, but then he had represent representation from every single faith there. If Which you, is not biblical whatsoever. Nothing whatsoever is biblical about that. And one thing that the church Christians don't understand is, I mean, it's clear. John four twenty four says we worship in spirit and truth. So we worship God in truth, not to what this idea of this false God that we have been, this false 
um, you know, nationalist idol that we have created got out to be. Um, you know, we worship in spirit and truth. And also, you know, Peter says something interesting in First Peter 3 when he says that, you know, a wife's prayers would be or their prayers would be hindered. And that's an indication that prayers can be hindered. And if you then if you go and take that um, with the book of James in chapter four and verse three, when he says you ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is an enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Yep. That's that's three and four. And I don't think America can be any better summed up and Americans as a whole other than being friends of the world. I mean, look at our our culture, our materialism, our our just extravagance has literally infected the entire world. It's like you're not honoring God by putting his name in a false no, just setting. because it's, it's just because, you know, and, and if that's the case, we don't need any de national declaration of prayer. Every day is a national deck. Every exactly. minute of every day. Paul says, pray without ceasing. Yeah. What, do you know what that means? Pray without stopping. That means be in prayer consistently. This national day of prayer where you think that we can repent for the sins of this nation is in, in this nation is insane. And it has just gotten out of hand. The people care more about this kind of ridiculous stuff than they care about the true God himself, period. Yeah. Well, and it's so sad because look at us. I thought of this. Um, I went to a, a food establishment uh, last week, and I found it interesting that I was standing there and I gave my order to a completely transgendered individual and my heart just broke for this person the whole time because you see just how lost the world is, right? Wait, you mean you didn't tell them that you hate them and they're going to hell? I know, right? No, I was very okay. kind and loving with this person and my heart was broken. Because that's what everybody assumes. I know, I know. That we're... we're no, know, actually, I've been we... praying for this individual because yeah. I can't get him off my mind, because, you know? Yeah, be, I, I because I preach sin and repentance. Yeah, clearly I am, we're just hateful I am hateful people. and want everybody to go to hell. No, I've that's, actually been praying for this okay, person because good. it just, it hurts to see someone that was so I mean because you know that they are just so lost that this man is now trying to live as a woman and you know you're just watching all of this stuff but what cracked me up though is because this just perfectly sums up America that we think you know a day of prayer and how many times a president does or does not say God's name is going to you know fix everything and shows our moral compass because as I'm giving my order to this man who's clearly a man trying so desperately to be a woman um, and everybody, you know, has to act like that's okay and celebrate him for it. But in this food establishment hanging up on the wall right next to this register oh, we're standing yes. at is the Ten, Ten Commandments. Commandments. Yeah. And I'm just sitting here going, <laughs> nobody, nobody sees that we have a bigger issue here. No one. Okay. And that is, All right. but does that not perfectly sum up the American gospel? You know what I mean? Like you look at this and it's just like, oh. the only thing that I could hope is it's that a Christian owns this establishment and he is trying to minister to this person through giving them a job and trying to, I mean, that would be my that. hope. I that don't think that's what hope. it is, I don't is, think that's that the would case. be my hope. 
But I'm going to uh, pray for this person regardless, but I, I don't know, think that's it. Yeah, you, you brought up a very good point. And one thing that's really difficult about this, and this isn't even, I mean, this isn't, doesn't necessarily even need to be a religious st- statistic. Um, because Rand Paul, this was something that he was arguing. And it's, it's truth. It's factually true that the suicide rates, depression yeah. rates, anxiety rates among, you know, and, and having remorse mm-hmm. of these things among the trans community. It's staggering. It's, and, stagger- and it's yeah. been skyrocketing over the past few years just out of control. It's just and heartbreaking. That is heartbreaking. It's awful. That is absolutely heartbreaking. I don't think, and these aren't people that, uh, most of their stories are not people that have been shamed. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not that that I'm depressed because everybody's so mean to me. Yeah. That, yes, I understand society has rejected these and, 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 but you you can't anymore. So that's not even your case anymore. Well, there's the two monsters. Yep. But, um, you know, it's, it's sad because you see the pain and the hurt and it's, they, they try to act as if they're happy and this is celebratory and, you know, we just dance. And, but then when the party's over and reality hits and different things like the, you know, the, the, the rates of these things are just, it's terrible. Now, there's many different reasons that go into that. I, I do imagine that, you know, a hateful world who, um, you know, while I am obviously strongly against this, uh, I also don't advocate or think that anybody is human that would beat, murder, you know, um, the, these terrible things, these attacks that you hear on these people all the time. That's, that's disgusting and despicable, and that no human being deserves that. I don't you care know, if you're a Satanist. That's yeah, not what no, you, you know, so like the worst of the worst. I, you know, I don't, I don't think that at all. You know, and, um, you know, I just, like you said, I, your heart just goes out to them so yeah. much. And it's, it's sad that the world thinks that we hate them. Yeah. It really does. It really is. Cause we don't, and that's not the case. And the case is, and if you are a profess- professing Christian that does hold hate and anger and just malice and horrible things to say about those that choose to sin in the way of homosexuality, transgenderism, whatever it might be, then that's a heart problem within you that you need to go to the Lord for and work through because you are not serving those people to the glory of God's name and showing no. them the truth in Christ when that's how you're responding. So that's a problem and, with you, And buddy. we need to make clear in this nation, and I've said it before, but again, the hate and, and things that we've gotten and received because of this is yep. just completely out of, out of place because it's not as if transgenderism is a worse sin than a porn addiction. No. It's, it's not. That's just the way it's, they're choosing it's this It's the sin. root of that, as I was talking about the roots in the train in the last podcast, yep is sexual immorality and that's the same thing yep so it's not that this individual and and what's sad as the only thing is is their sin can be shown on the outside yeah because it is still a sin because right the, yes, homosexuality is, all of that it is, that a, is shame a shame in society that that works that way because no you didn't say anything about any other one of those employees in this establishment 
You don't know their stories. What if they were, what if they were, you know, you, you only saw the obvious. Yeah, I didn't see the sins of those standing. So that's unfortunate for them because that makes them believe that we're singling them out. It's like, no, I'm sorry, but your sin is obvious. If I saw Homeboy talking to some girl that I knew was not his wife, you know, or, or whatever. That's a different story. That's a different story than no, that's not right either. And I'm going to be just upset at that situation that I would be getting food served to me from a, a person that would be transgendered. I mean, in an adult, I mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's equally as despicable and disgusting, but we single it out. And like I said, it's, it's one that can only be seen on the outside, but you know, the sin of sexual immorality is something that affects one's own body. That's straight from Paul and it, in 1 Corinthians. I mean, Paul is just very, very clear about this. And Paul doesn't single out one thing or another in 1 Corinthians. He says, as such were some of you. You all fit this build, and it doesn't matter what individual sin that it was. It was all under this banner of sexual immorality. And that's, that's the problem. So I guess that can lead us into, so I don't really go off too much on this, this day of prayer. And I, well, we already did go off on this. But basically this, but just bottom line was bottom that line is Trump that, <clears throat> was basically using the Lord's name in vain in the way in which. And I'm glad that, Bi- I'm just, I need to say it. I'm glad that Biden didn't, you know, that there's no, there was no mention of God in it because yeah. um, I would rather not have God's name blasphemed than to be just pushed in there like you know some some drive-through that we can just get what we want because trump used the religion he played to the religious crowd through throwing out holding his bible prop doing this stuff like that like you use god as a cheap accessory and i have far more issue with god being used as a cheap accessory than i do with sinful people just leaving it out altogether right and yeah and i've always said yes pray for your nation but don't pray for it in the way of 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 thinking that you know pray that judgment is coming and, and yeah, individual justice will is coming come to Christ. exactly yeah. justice is coming on that so i guess i won't go off any more on that but the second issue leads to and we just i just have to touch on it um i, I both of these last two issues are things that um i really didn't want to do singular podcasts on and i didn't even really want to do these period um, but I am going to acknowledge Ravi Zacharias's wife. Oh, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to read any of her statement. I'm not going to read. Has any. she said more than just the one thing, or was just well, that? that? It was just that because what it is is it's her son has a whole defense of it's gotcha. called defending okay. Ravi. Okay. Which. Even though the daughter was involved with mm-hmm. all of this, st- I don't know how many kids. Correct. They have. It's this um, one. It's the it's the son. And now the mom, she, she wanted this to kind of get out to the world after this statement. So I'm not going to read anything from either of those. I, I mean, I'm not going down that hole because, <clears throat> I mean, common sense will, will go a long way in this, you know, in, in this direction, you know, or yeah, in this topic. Exactly. Um, so, and, and the whole thing is tragic. It is. All of it. Um, I... My heart breaks for her. The wife. Um, if the wife, Ravi's wife, Margie. Okay, and I want to um, I want to mention that if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, basically Ravi Zacharias's wife released a letter, a statement 
going through saying that these were all false accusations that were based on no evidence that Ravi was actually absolutely innocent. There was no way that he was guilty. And some of these things are word for word, um, you know, that there's no way that he was guilty. Um, she's having to, and the reason why this came out is because she is losing her home, which um, RZIM, which was Ravi Zacharias's ministry, is dissolving after the the truth evidence, has come after out. After the yeah. truth has come out, um, so they're they're dissolving, and they have asked her to leave the home, which was promised to her even after Ravi passed, as long as she wanted it. Uh, but since the home was was purchased through his ministry, um, they are they are b- booting her out of the home. Which, again, my heart breaks for you. That's tragic. You're be- you know you I, I don't um, I'm not going to get into the argument whether or not it was right if she got kicked out or not. I think it was because the 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 home was bought by the ministry, and yeah. I, my heart breaks for her. Um, but I guess I'll, I'll get into that. But she had been going through his his things, and which included a couple unpacked suitcase from his most recent overseas trips. And so she was going through all of these things, and all of his drawers, and all these things. And of course, you can tell when you know she was telling the story that this was an extremely emotional time for her. That you know, I can only imagine. I I, I I can't. I mean, to lose I, your I really spouse, can't. anyways, right? And, and then, then to, to lose your to, spouse and have all these allegations come out, and then be told that they're true, and, and you're trying to like, you're gonna have to leave your home. Exactly. I like, mean, that's, this is a lot. That's My a heart lot. breaks for this woman. And, absolutely. And you know, um, but she went through his things. And, you know, um, letter, different things. She said, I found no shred of evidence. And her basis off of this was the fact that Ravi was not a good organizer. He was not very organized. Yeah. So she clearly um, so would have she found clearly, And don't you know, worry, guys. She does something. state that she's not in denial. Yes, so she does she state that. that she is not in denial, like, too. Oh, bless. And that's, this is where, and this is where I did, again, I didn't want to talk about this, but I am acknowledging it because I know some people have been like, hey, well, you know, what's this? Um, and... I, again, my heart goes out to her and my prayers go out to her and, and her family. And I have nothing to say, um, you know, about about that. I, I just pray that they are able to, to find some sort of peace. Um, but the problem is, besides a lot, um, you know, this is something that, yes, unfortunately, even though she has sh- said she is not, and her children that yes you are in denial absolutely um because this investigation was a thorough investigation and they had email proof of messages that go back and forth and that's one claim that and has dozens been, and dozens of, of women to back to, up well, right, everything and they're pictures finding. and different things like that that were found on devices and these are the things that they're disputing they're disputing all of their findings, all of the investigation's findings, and they're trying to make it seem as if the investigation was out to get Ravi and out to just expose him as expose him wrongly. And this is one big attack. That's how their his his family is is dealing with this. And I'm like, you know, while I I would want, you know, I would I would understand that my family would do that, but. Um, 
you know, it's like we, we, we cannot do this at the expense of these victims. And they keep saying these things are out of context. That's one of the things that she was saying. How she on says earth some of these can things you are out take of this? I don't care what context well, you put it in. And that's like, the thing is Ravi emailed. They have an email that linked to Ravi to his massage therapist. And um, I, I think this is the one in Bangkok. Uh, or um, forgive me. I think this is one of her. But saying... Um, you know, I long to hold you again. And then she messages back, you know, hugs and kisses and I will kiss you all over and all of these. Like, how is this out of context? Like, honey, if that's like, a conversation you're having with another could woman, I email another woman none, that says I cannot wait to none. hold you again. And I, and for you to kiss me all over, um, there's none, <laughs> not a one. I mean, unless Ooh, you're no. my little puppy, like, <laughs> Like, and it. even then, we might still need to have yeah, a conversation. I don't know why we would have a letter between this <laughs> and the puppy, but my oh, goodness. Man. But like, honestly, and it is. It's, it's like the sad. stuff that came out isn't this like ambiguous like stuff. There's literally no part of that in any other context. She said she literally says that there's not a shred of evidence. Oh, gosh. I'm like, sweetheart, oh. you, at, the, at the cost of all all these women saying the same story and that was in the Miller Martin report. They were, they yeah. had, that was one Like they thing literally they just found. stopped looking for more people. He inappropriately did stuff with because there was so many, it was like, guys, so like you have this would it have to be now. the most intricate, like they, these women would have to be, they'd have never met one another. Most never, of them they would have to be so together on every single detail of every happening. And if you hear the story of their lives and what got them in that position, I don't think they're like, I'm not saying anything mean, but I don't think they're the women that have it so together that they were able to string this web also, of let me ask my wife, is there any situation to where I could have naked pictures of women on my phone? Yeah. Um, no. Is there any context no. that that would <laughs> There okay? is no context. Okay. And I would like to say that I would be the better woman and not totally flip my lid if I found that. But um, yeah, you'd probably be... <laughs> <laughs> like not doing so hot. <laughs> the problem is, is they exposed in the report too that he used apps to hide his activity. He was yeah. Good so he's at literally it. been great at lying and deceiving her, which I get as a woman. Like oh, that is so, so awful to and have and this and come again, out and know that your whole marriage has been a sham, right? Like that's awful. Like literally now all the details of how your husband so perfectly crafted his whole life to basically evade you and, and hide everything from you. And you go, well, I went through some suitcases that I found in the house and didn't find any evidence. So this is all a lie, sweetheart. If he's been sleeping and abusing women for literally decades behind your back, I guarantee you that in your home, you will not find a, a teensy, teensy shroud of evidence. I in those emails, it. in those emails to um, her name, the, the, the lady that this began with to be um, Marianne. No, I don't remember. Anyway, um, all names are escaping me today. I can't think of anybody. We're not doing name. so hot with the names. But his email to, with her when she threatens to come out with his information and he literally threatens suicide. He's like, no, I'm, fan. I'll, I'll, I'm afraid I'll have to bid this world to do if you do. To say anything like this is years before, a few years before all of this stuff came out. So 
There's plenty of evidence, and they settled out of court. Ravi Zacharias Ministry settled out of court with this woman that accused him in the past. I remember asking that. I'm like, how is his so, wife, did she not get tipped off that something why? was going on when you sue because someone and they, you end up paying them off? Because Ravi came out with a statement after that saying that this was an attack against them and the ministry and that these accusations were untrue. And probably to salvage his ministry, he would say that I paid her out of court because her false accusations are going to ruin my career. Problem is, is they weren't false. And even though, you know, and the other thing, too, is she said that the the other lady um, has come out and said, I yeah, I'm not I'm not going to make any statement on this. What do you want me to say? You know, I'm not going to say anything to a poor widow that's grieving like that. But at the same time, this is at the expense of victims. And that's the problem. That's the, that's the huge problem. And, and we need Christians need to have a spine every once in a while and be able to stand up and say that something is wrong and that it's not OK. And, you know, we, we don't want to do that. We want to excuse everything and we want to pass everything off. But I mean, what happened to these women is not okay. And, and we, this was a, this was a thorough investigation that they even said that we don't need to go any further because of, we're almost afraid of what we're going to uncover if we continue further. They had seized cell phones that were his. I don't, I don't understand how you say this is no evidence. They, they access to his emails. And again, at the expense of these poor victims. So <clears throat> our thoughts, my thoughts, my prayers go out to his family. And I, I pray that they can find some sort of peace. But they, I also... Because I truly cannot comprehend what it must be like for them. But I also pray that they they repent of this and that they acknowledge the victims and apologize to them and make it right with them too. Um, Because even though, again, your grief can never be at the cost of somebody else. Well, and look at this now that people are stepping up. Like there's this one comment. And you know what I'm saying. That yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's this one comment on her son's because her somebody took this email that she had written and they posted it in a, you know, Friends of Ravi Facebook group. And then she asked her son to post it on his blog because so, they want to ensure that nobody twists any more of his, you know, of his life to, to screw, make him look like, you know, put in a bad light. And like this, you know, comments on it. Um, I don't know who this person is, but the person responds to Nathan, her son. uh, This is real love. I take her word over any one of these so-called investigators. Funny how they never ask for the people closest to Ravi to share. And love that she takes a shot at the most prideful pastor on the planet, John MacArthur. So, I, you you know, it's just like... Are you kidding me? Do you know how many women, like... Yeah. You know, I'm surprised, you know, this, everybody now we're talking about racism and freaking out of like mm-hmm. Asian people and stuff. Well, that's kind of what this mm-hmm. was. Um, He's not, made not a, her, that, his son has a whole website now defending Ravi. Yeah, defending Ravi. Crazy. Yeah. A and, whole it's, and it's a whole it. website dedicated to how out of context this was. 
And listen, I, as much as the next guy, didn't want any of this to be true. Absolutely um, not. I, no. I didn't want, you know, this is absolutely not. Um, but when these things just, you know, and, and, and then again, book. in hindsight, not only do we have this problem, but we have the problem of puffing himself up and lying, mm-hmm. flat out lying about his credentials. The fact that he rarely gives anything similar to a gospel presentation, scriptural gospel presentation, that isn't filled with antidotes, stories, and everything Mm -hmm. else. The fact that he wasn't attached to a a local church, you know, that he was just this traveling smart theologian that claims that he's a professor for these places that he's not. so all of that, I mean, those were problems in itself. And, and I wouldn't, I'm not using that against him as evidence and is being guilty in this situation uh, because there's plenty of other evidence that says that. And I don't, I don't need to. And, and I didn't, again, I didn't want to make my own, you know, dedicated podcast to this because I just kind of wanted this to be just a pass by statement. So this topic can finally be buried and, and done, you know, I'm definitely very, you know, I'm definitely done with it, but, um, you know, in love, my heart goes out to her, but it also goes out to all the victims and everybody that's been affected by this. And, um, you know, hopefully their reality can hit them and they can deal with it a little bit differently, I guess. Um, so third topic that I didn't, want to do a dedicated podcast to because it's just disgusting but what all this highlights is the sexual immorality and this Romans 1 society that has been given up by God because of these things I mean I might as well just pull it up here and read it while I'm podcasting because let's see, I'm guess Romans one, starting in verse eighteen, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world. And the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. In verse 21. For although they knew God. They did not honor him as God. Or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise. They became fools. And exchanged the glory of the immortal God. For images resembling mortal man. And birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore. God gave them up in the lust of their hearts to impurity, to dishonoring of their bodies among themselves. Verse 25, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, second time, God gave them up to dishonorable passions. For their women exchange natural relations for those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passion for one another. Men committing shameful acts with men 
and receiving in themselves the due penalty for their error. And since they did not see to they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. In verse 29, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless, though they know God's righteous decree and that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. God gave them up three times in verses 18 through 32. God gave them up to these things. We see a debased mind. We see these things in our society. We've seen this with Ravi, what we just talked about. We see this with this transgender issue. And now we see this, this come out with Josh Duggar from the TV show 19 Kids and Counting. Most of you know that show, um, you know, with the ridiculously large family, the Southern Baptist family. Uh, where are they at? Where were they at? Arkansas. Arkansas. Um, but Josh Duggar, which is the oldest son, um, has had... Uh, a few run-ins with the law already. Uh, the first, I think, was his, um, he got busted for, didn't he get arrested first? Yeah, there's what been a whole, there's that been a whole line sister, of That things. was for um, Well, he never actually was charged with anything for what he did to his sisters okay, that and that babysitter. Out. It just finally came out that, that it had he happened. he had molested. Okay, mm -hmm. so that was the first thing, though. That yeah, was because but he had molested his sisters. Mm-hmm. And but then he did get arrested for something. I don't remember exactly. And then he went to the sex rehab. Remember he did that. And then the whole, cause that was around that time that, uh, what's it? Chelsea, Matt, Charlie, what's it called? Um, Madison, whatever yes. that thing are, is. No, Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison. There yeah. I knew some, some girl Madison, but anyways, that came out. And then now, um, the so now the, this has come out uh, with him, he has just got busted for child pornography. And the Spencer Smith did um, a video where he talked a little bit about it and he gave a lot of, you know, it, it was good. But, um, the, I mean, it was absolutely disgusting. The investigator said that in a thousand cases, this is one of the top five most disturbing, disgusting cases that he's ever seen. And this included, and I'm like, it, it, it's hard to even say this. It's, it is included an 18 month old all the way up to a 12 year old images on his computer. They had all kinds of, um, dark web stuff, all kinds of, uh, torrent sites. Yeah, because he had uh, one of those accountability software things yes, on his he, computer, yes. so that way his wife would get a report of where he was or whatever. And mind you, they're expecting their seventh child right now. And uh, so he was going and using the dark web to go and access all of this just insanely disgusting. I mean, the one um, detective on the case said that some of the stuff that he saw in there 
was some of the worst of the worst. Like, what do you say? Like top five worst of yeah, the worst that's what you that say. he yeah, has ever top. seen. Like, that's yeah. just out of a thousand. Out cases. of a thousand cases, I just and your brother-in-law. I mean, worked yeah, crimes on against children, crimes yeah. against children in Southern California, and even some of like his stories and what he's had to see and go through, like. The stuff these guys have to see is literally the the worst of the worst of humankind. It just is the most awful thing to have to go through. And then you have this guy here with Josh Duggar, and he's got it on his computer. You know, I just, it's, ugh, I can't even. Yeah, it's always something, like I said, it's always been something that's been near to my heart in the way of, like I said, my um, brother-in-law being a detective, was a detective uh, in California. Retired now, Retired now, but... Um, detective in crimes against children and um, my goodness I mean uh, God bless those men (laughs) that do that job um, because that you know that's that's a lot of where you find your high suicide rates in and for every you know for almost every you know that's understandable almost because of the what they have to see what they have to look at the the people that they have to deal with you know consistently but yeah, this, that, I mean, it's just absolutely disgusting. And his mugshot, I, I would, Spencer his Smith said smirk. too, I would love to just punch him. In. Like I would just, Spencer yeah, Smith he said, he's like, I would love to just beat him up. He said, if I saw him, I'd beat him up. <laughs> so he said, I'm like, man, I'd, I'd be right there with you. That stupid little smirk. I, I mean, this is, and, and it just shows how depraved and how sick this society is and do you know how bad this looks for christians right now in the world like this is christians need to understand these types of things they need to understand that when we we may not want to talk about these issues we may not even want to form opinions on these issues but here's here's the thing is we need to be sober-minded of these things and realize that in the world in the united states and the way that we're the direction that we're going right now in this liberal direction that is just taking overall these types of things that come out in the news and are just blasted all over the place. Can you not see how in this country, Christianity starting to become an issue? Look at, look at how, um, you know, these Christians are doing this and look at these, these conservatives. And now this, you know, the story of, um, um, the politician that just came out with the teenage girls, um, you know, the conservative politician. Really? Yeah. Of course. Um, Which happens and, all the time. And it does. And all of this in a liberal environment that is growing stronger and stronger, this is setting up persecution like you have never seen before. And it, it's something that you, you need to understand. And the world will hate us. And things like this, they, the world associates this with Christianity. And this is the spiritual enemy that we're fighting against. And this is, it, remember, it it's, tries to destroy the church and rip apart the church and believers. And it's doing an amazing job. And that's, I mean, just when we see these things and, and we understand them as such, it's, 
it's it's almost it, it's not scary, but it makes you um, again, it makes you just sober minded to the world that's going on around you and understanding that we were never promised uh, that we weren't wouldn't be persecuted. And this type of thing, this will lead to more and more persecution already. The churches have been an issue for being open during COVID. So automatically, you know, they're a problem. And we're now we're seeing all these stories of these super spreader churches now that have, you know, spread the Rona all over the place. Because clearly that's what's happening. Christians are becoming the problem, man. I'm telling you, it's all coming back on us. And it's in be- things like this do not help us. Obviously, to the world, that is um, that's absolutely disgusting and that is nothing there is no god is nowhere in that you know there is that is not a you're not a follower of christ um you know and again this highlights so many i think maybe we could have a separate podcast maybe on um you know the almost the parenting side of this um, because of how he was raised josh duggar was raised and how um, they are a very legalistic family, um, very legalistic Southern Baptist family. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, completely sheltered, you know. I mean, and that's coming from somebody who is very watchful of their children. Um, but this was, you know, theirs was absolutely ridiculous. It's it's to the extreme side of it, and actually, the the damage that that does cause. Um, you know, and I think that a lot of these things can start in childhood. Um, just the type of of environment that they grew up in. So I think there's a maybe a, a podcast that we could do on that separately. But I don't know to kind of put um, this to bed. That's just you know, it's despicable, it's disgusting, but it's a sign um, to understand again the times. Uh, and as we see all of these issues that we're dealing with in the root being sexual immorality, we understand that sexual immorality is the reason God has given up this nation. And the, this is a form of judgment that is coming on uh, upon the whole world leading up to final judgment. So it's time to, uh, it's time to uh, get in the word, <laughs> seek the Lord in in. All things, um, we we are all sinners and fall short of the glory of God. So we are con- in constant need of forgiveness, and yeah. we should always, um, you know, people have this wrong idea about the word repentance, but repentance should be something uh, that you're constantly learning and doing, and you're constantly changing your mind and turning from your sin and turning to God. Because the problem is is not. Yes, everybody still sins, right? We're not perfect. But are you choosing to remain living in your sin? Or are you acknowledging it, accepting the conviction, turning from it, and dying to it, right? Like, it it doesn't come back. You don't keep going there. That's it. Done. And let me know, for anybody that feels angry or different, that both Ravi and Josh Duggar sin. Or ten times worse than any transgender out there. Yeah, you want to be upset with something? Be, be upset with Granted, that. it's all sexual immorality. But when you have men claiming the name of God and claiming to do these things, 
they are judged as such. And that's, um, you know, some may, uh, you know, maybe just, you know, have, have fallen away and the Lord has taken them. Uh, but most of the time they're false apostles, disciples, teachers, and have disguised themselves as servants of righteousness. And that's, that can lead all the way up to something that you think could be impossible. And that's one thing that I pray that Margie, Ravi's wife, mm -hmm. understands that even Satan disguises himself for her own good too, for her own knowledge. Not saying that, you know, I, I don't want to make my comment directly saying that uh, Ravi is Satan or something like that. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but Satan, it, it comes and it, and it all comes from within and bringing destructive heresies and, and things that will just try to rip the church and rip this apart. And that's exactly what all this is about. So there's, there's my rant on those. Do you have anything to close on that? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't all like right. any of it. <laughs> well, until next time. Bye, guys.